听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. It's time for tales around the teapot, just for you. Nature speaks. Written and narrated by Diana Parsons. So many voices, from so many different directions. Radio, twenty-four hour television, pinging texts from mobile phones, raucous tunes clamouring for attention as a call comes in. People in cafes, hospitals. On trains, buses, diving into handbags, into pockets to identify if the sound is for them. The tyranny of the urgent to answer, just in case. Just in case what? TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. When did it become essential to know immediately, or even ever, the most intimate detail of anyone's given life? And how many likes do we actually believe add up to anything meaningful, like loyalty, commitment, a culture of valuing one another? Even the computer softly gives notifications in the middle of composing that important document, or recording that piece of work for broadcast. Voices, 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 noise, noise, noise. Bells, 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 ding, 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 pictures, pictures, yes, pictures, flashing before us even when we don't ask. Algorithms deciding the next piece of information we must have about whatever product, because it's slightly similar to the one we just purchased. Today, even the landline has risen from obscurity from behind the TV. Back to its shrilling life, four calls, unheard of, and all wanting a sign-up to something, an opinion on something, another option for a life insurance, even one to consider before it's too late, a funeral plan. Ah! She bellows into the receiver. Yes, please, and can it be tomorrow? The actual real thing, my funeral, please. Grabbing the chipped mug of freshly brewed tea, Alice makes her escape. Via the permanently open back door, past the dustbins, overflowing with tomorrow's collection of smelly garbage, through the wrought iron gate, hanging loosely on one hinge, and up, up, up the narrow path at the back of a tiny quarryman's cottage on the edge of the wood that throbs with secret wildlife. Such is her haste, fluid spills onto her hand, stinging it sharply. She doesn't care, hardly notices. She just has to get out, away. Enough is enough. There has to be life outside of her pounding head and the technology that is fast becoming her arch enemy. The soft evening breeze 
lifts her red locks gently away from her burning face. And its touch begins to soothe the jangling emotions that have been a constant companion for several days now. She dips her head low to ease her passage under the bending branches of the ash trees bound together to form an arch for the winter jasmine that now reaches out to her, brushing its buttercup yellow petals against her skin. Slowing her pace, she admires the clematis draping itself loosely like a pink fringe along the poles of the boundary fence. Montana, so pretty. Expertly, her feet dodge round the stones, gathered from the family's last trip to the winter-shrouded beach, and now lie in wait on the moss-covered path for relocation to the mound of riches, destined to become a rockery, bursting with purple and white heathers, delicate alpines, peaking shyly to begin with, and then blooming in full sight. Misty blue abrisha and yellow saxifrage. She can see it already as she allows the magic of the earthy smell to fill her nostrils and embrace her reeling emotions, pouring in its pungent healing balm. The rustic bench in front of the beaten-up shed skirted by fading hellebores calls enticingly to her. She stumbles now as her buckling willowy legs cover the last few yards. More tea is lost to the grass. With a relieved sigh she sinks onto the wooden slats, leaning back to rest her banging head on the peeling boards of her hidey hole. She's forgotten the key for the padlock, but she's close enough to smell its damp to hear its creaking. A broad smile lights up her features. The remains for a drink pool in the bottom of the mug. Enough for a few comforting mouthfuls, which she gulps down thirstily. Her eyes are drawn to the familiar canopy of trees, now visible over the tops of the cottages. Their size reduced to toy town scale, as they nestle under the giant army of watchful sentinels. These are beginning to show signs of new life, their stark brown winter branches softening with the touch of spring buds. She drinks in the sight, never tiring of this changing vista of winter to spring to summer to autumn, savoured from her perch at the top of the sloping garden. Cradling her empty cup, she becomes aware of singing and voluble chattering. She tunes her hearing to listen to the cacophony of noise and picks out different birds as they flutter to and fro. The sparrows tweeting call as they flit busily from branch to branch in the ancient apple tree with its pinky white blossom yet to be revealed. Brightly coloured blue tits, singing in high-pitched wavering tones as they peck from the feeders hanging randomly from iron poles. Starlings flocking, forming a thick black cloud that moves swiftly across the deepening blue of the sky. Up they sweep, a 
and down they swirl. What a racket they make, but so much better than the one she experiences in her turbulent life. The incumbent robin, nesting every year in the depths of the shed, chirps his greeting from the guttering that needs fixing back in place. His red breast explodes with life as his beak keeps up an incessant joyful song. Alice's heart lifts and tears begin to trickle down her cheeks. Her eyes close in rest as she listens to nature speaking. She is cooler now, but not cold. She allows herself to relax, conscious of the tension seeping from her body and her limbs becoming loose. The empty mug lands on the grass as she releases her grip. It now sits upside down. Alice glances at it uncaringly as the night dew begins its slow saturation of the ground. She is feeling sleepy. One by one the birds close down their chatter until the robin alone sings in clear tones. Then he too ceases as the air becomes still and twilight merges into the shadows of dusk. And in this utter silence, Alice hears another voice. The voice of the source of her life, her inspiration. And it whispers reassuringly, bringing enlightenment, sanctuary, and peace to her restless soul, which now becomes as still as the night itself that has gathered and fallen gently to cloak her surrendered being. Welcome Brando in YYFM and for your good news for him in the linear lane Aki are a new bod beth of a good news of Elchi it's yyfm.com Thanks for listening to YYFM For more content like this to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of visit it'syyfm.com